What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. I refer in this case to the incredible t-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant. Everything American Giant makes is made in the United States. And right now, you can take 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com slash Mike. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. Hey there, Star Wars fans. Welcome back to another episode. Going to be talking Andor Episode 9. Again, going live here on YouTube for those of you guys listening on the podcast. What another excellent episode of Andor. This might have been my favorite one. I know Episode 6 or Episode 5 with the eye was pretty amazing, but I don't know. I just really, really like today's episodes. It's one of those things where the show has been described as being, Oh, it's going to be a slow burn. And I've used that word every week, but uh, some weeks it might be a little too slow. And this week I felt like the action really sort of ramped up or maybe not the action, but at least the drama, the tension it's there. It's just really kind of interesting to see star Wars told to us in this really long sort of drama format, right? It feels like you're almost reading a novel when you're watching this, right? Because, um, you know, even you go back to Boba Fett and Kenobi and even the Mandalorian, you know, you're bouncing from planet to planet. You're really never staying in one place for very long. But with this show, we've been staying in all of our sort of places really the whole season, right? You know, we're on Aldani. And then we move around and then you were on chorus on a little bit, but man, the cast has just really not moved all that much. And now with Andor, we're in these prison cells um, and man, just absolutely loving it. This episode to me really sort of, you know, dives deeper into the really the dark side of the empire. I mean, not so much, you know, like the Sith dark side, but it dives into right, like the dark side of, you know, I mean, it's like they're in like a concentration camp. They're beginning to realize the prison that they're in. There's really no escaping it. Right. We end up seeing that, you know, they're in the, in this prison with Andy Serkis who plays Snoke. Obviously he's not Snoke here, but just in general, he plays Snoke and it's just really, uh, he's, his character and this is phenomenal. In fact, you know, you can almost go on to say that his character here is better than his portrayal of Snoke because with Snoke, did he really get, 
you know, a good opportunity to even kind of showcase himself. So I actually almost like him more as this character than I did with Snoke, just because of the way Snoke's character ultimately finished. But we're getting to see this this prison that they're in or concentration camp, if you almost want to call it right. Um, you know, you see the desperation really setting in and Andor is really beginning to figure out what's going on as more and more of these prisoners come in. You're beginning to realize more and more of what's going on in that. Hey, no, they're just reshuffling people, right? They're just there. You don't actually, it's Hotel California. You don't actually ever get a leave. They're just going to reshuffle you. And why? Because it's cheaper than droids. That was one of the biggest takeaways from this character, uh, from this episode, I should say. Um, other than that, what else did we see? We saw, um, you know, some torture techniques, right? With, um, Deidre Miro and her character, uh, where she has a uh, big Bix and she's torturing her, trying to get more information on Andor. And, you know, then we jump around a little bit and we get, a, we get a little more Mon Mothma, her trying to raise money and her talking to the Senate on completely deaf ears, which I thought was funny because this, the highlight of this episode, at least on Andor's side was no one's listening. No, they, they don't actually care. They don't actually paying attention. And that's one of the coolest things that's happened in Star Wars recently, both in this show, as well as I did a short on Count Dooku on the Jedi side, deleting Kamino from the archives. And I kind of found this sort of interesting parallel with that, that we saw that last week, right? Where Dooku just walks in, deletes it like nobody, nobody cares. The Jedi don't think that anything of it in episode two, Jocasta New is sitting there and she's like, oh, you know, you would never be able to just delete, you know, if it does, if it's not in the archives, it doesn't exist, even though we know it's been deleted and then they end up finding it. So I found that kind of interesting. And we had this moment earlier where Andor was talking about how he stole that device, which to me is still one of my favorite parts of this whole season. I just walked in and took it. The Empire would never think that anybody would even begin to challenge them. And so here he's saying the same thing, right? As he's in this prison, he's saying they don't, they don't care. They're not actually listening to us. They don't. They, you know, they're just going to torture us. They're just going to, you know, push us through. And I just thought, man, what an awesome scene. And to me, this is going to sound crazy, but I don't know why I was watching that scene today of Andor talking to, let me pull up. I forget the character's name. Um, Andy, Cir Andy Circus's character, sort of their unit leader, right? On, on the level, on the level they're on level five, uh, in that sort of work concentration camp prison. But it just sort of reminded me when Andor is sitting there and he's talking about how, you know, no one's, they're not, they're not listening to us. They're not, nobody's listening. They're just going to keep pushing us through. And if we fall, they're going to kill us. And for whatever reason, I don't know why, but I, it caused me to think of in the Mandalorian season two, the finale, when Moff Gideon is on the floor and he's seeing a Jedi, he's hearing that a Jedi is here destroying everything. And you can see the absolute fear in his eyes. For whatever reason, that moment just struck so profoundly for me as I was watching Andor today, because the sort of tale of this show so far, at least what I'm at least what I'm getting out of it is. It's not even that the Empire is bad or that the Empire is doing terrible things. It's almost the arrogance of the Empire, right? We see them on Aldani, 
begin to crush and weed out this religion with the eye and sort of capitalize it, right? And they're saying, well, you know, in a couple of years, they won't even, there won't even be anybody left. It's this sort of idea that the empire has that they are just in complete control of everything and nothing can even begin to challenge or question, you know, the empire. That it's just this ultimate strong entity that would never be corrupted or hurt or damaged or any of that stuff. And for whatever reason, that thought of what I've sort of been picking up this season of the show just sort of goes in my mind. If you ever read the book Inferno Squad, it's Iden Versio's story and it's her tale of what leads ultimately into the Battlefront 2 campaign. And in the opening scene, it's really good. And the and uh the actress, um uh Gina Valencar, I think is her name. Anyway, she narrates it and it's her character and it's in the game it's you know cgi and she actually does a lot of other work for star wars as well but in the opening scene she's a tie fighter pilot uh in the in the book when the first death star is destroyed and she's beginning to like just like from the empire side they can't even begin to fathom that this small group of rebels was able to destroy the Death Star, the like symbol of the Empire, this big, huge, powerful battle station that they have been building for years and years and years and years. And it's almost this like pure symbol of Imperial strength. And it was destroyed by the rebels. So you have that moment and you have her going through her mindset of like, I can't, I just can't, they can't even begin to believe that something like that would happen. So you have like, that's like one kind of viewpoint from it. And when you go to Mandalorian, the, the ending scene, right? When Moff Gideon is on the floor and he's hearing that a Jedi is there and you can see just the absolute terror in his eyes, right? I mean, this is a person who has, I mean, he is like just pure strength the entire first two seasons. And the minute he hears a Jedi is there, I mean, you have to like think about that for a second. Right now we're seeing these powerful leaders like Mon Mothma and, um, you know, Luthan Real. We still don't really know what's going on with him, but you're right, he's behind the scenes. He had a lot of money, even Princess Leia, even um, Saw Gerrera, right, with troops. All of these people are coming together to Admiral Akbar comes in, right? Like all of these people are coming in together to form a huge alliance to take on the empire. But sometimes it's just the handful of people that are the ones that make all the difference. Like it will be Cassie and Andor, right? And it's going to be, you know, moments here in this show that's going to tie into Rogue One. But then at the end of the day, it's Moff Gideon. And, and you know, and, well, at the end of the day, it's Luke Skywalker. And I think about some of these things. And it's almost like that the empire is so strong and they're doing such a good job in the show of showing it, but then it'll all come full circle, right? When you hit that moment in Mandalorian, you get to see somebody as powerful as Moff Gideon who now has fear in his eyes of Luke Skywalker walking in and just laying waste to all these death troopers that, you know, they're beginning, they're trying to bring back order to the galaxy. And so it's just so cool to think about this like pure journey that we're going on in star Wars 
and to kind of look at moments and compare and contrast them. And it's just one of the things that Andor is doing so well, whether it's better or not for its individual story as a show. It is just laying great breadcrumbs and making connections to moments in Star Wars that are just going to be so, so, so good. And this show is absolutely crushing it. I mean, as a whole, is it a bit slow? Yes, definitely can say that. The show has some absolutely just like deep drama moments in it. It feels almost like an HBO show, like if HBO did Star Wars. Um, just compared to everything we've gotten from Disney lately, it just this feels just totally different. And it's like a rich, good wine you really want to sip on. There are some moments where it's a little slow, but nonetheless. So that was kind of my big, just one huge takeaway from today's episode was really the the most powerful moment was when Andor's in the prison and he's beginning to realize, uh-oh, there's like no, there's not even a way out of this, right? There's no, there's not even a way out. And then his buddy um, that's on his team dies, right? He has a stroke and they call the medic up and the medic's telling him, nah, man, we're just going to let him go. And Andy Serkis's character is, Andy, Andy Serkis's character is saying like, hey, he's only got a couple shifts left, man. We, we just got to get him through. Nah, even if he got through, they would just put him in another unit and he would die there. So again, Man, we do have to sit through some slow episodes in this show. There's def, you know, I definitely feel like at the end of the day, you probably could actually trim some of this show out and it would be totally fine. But when you get the good sort of just rich drama moments, man, show really shines. <laughs> I was just, just sort of blown away by that just uh, that portrayal and just the connection. I sort of, for whatever reason, that's what went through my mind. So let me look up his character just so I don't, uh, so I just, so I don't stop uh, saying it. Andy circus, right? Um, yeah. What is the name of his uh, character here? It's something weird. Loy. That's right. Yeah. 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 Kino Loy, of course, Andy Serkis, who obviously I think probably is most famous for playing like Gollum and Lord of the Rings, but he also played Snoke. He he did he played Snoke. So now he's doing this character, Kino Loy. And man, absolutely just he and Diego Luna are just so, so good on screen together. And there is another character that we see in this prison who is um uh, he's in Rogue One. I'll, I'll get him pulled up here. And I'm going to shift to kind of some fun stuff with the chat uh, here. But so that was my initial takeaway. Now we'll kind of get some stuff going here in the chat. So uh, comment here from Jordan saying, hey, way behind. Still got to watch episodes eight and nine. Wish I could stop by for the chat. We're looking forward to it. Hey, anytime, Jordan, you know, just an absolutely love this episode. JC in the house. How's it going, man? So, yeah, leave me a Andrew's in here. Hey, all. So yeah, leave me a comment, guys. Let me know what you guys think of today's episode. What do you think of Andor so far? I am just, you know, the, again, they're slow moments, but man, when the moments hit, I'm just absolutely falling more and more in love with the show. And so, so glad Andy Serkis is in here because he's just such an amazing actor. And to get him 
here uh, in Star Wars with this character, Kino Lois. So Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Cool. Right? I'm just uh, so glad so glad to see it i'm really loving this dynamic but there is another character let me get him in here who's in the prison with cassian who's in rogue one um everyone's cameo let me see here this guy uh get you go away let me get this in right here uh yeah melshi yeah so he's in the prison right now with cassian and of course he's he's in he's in uh rogue one so that's kind of cool we he hasn't really said anything but we will begin i think he will play a part uh going going forward but man this prison so now it seems like they're the thing they're going to be doing next is they're going to be trying to break out of this prison which i think is going to be really cool see that next week i think there's two episodes uh today was episode nine so we i think if there's 12 episodes we still have three episodes to go but it's it feels like every week we're building right we're just building and building and building but this show is just uh it's a that slow burn i hate to keep using that word but that's what it is so Okay, so that's kind of what's going on with Cassian. If we switch over to like the Mon Mothma side today and what we saw with her, she is comment uh comment here from Aunt, uh Andrew saying awesome episode today. They keep getting better each week. This is my favorite so far. Yeah, it's today was this sort of re this deep drama that we're getting. Um as we talk uh shift over a little bit to to Mon Mothma's story today, uh man she's in the senate talking and talking about how you know are we is the empire over reaching and people are literally just like booing her she's just standing there booing getting booed and uh now uh she's having her accounts looked at but that might come up might get in trouble so we'll have to it's going to be interesting to see and i you just sort of feel bad for her i'm not really sure exactly where her story's gonna go Right. It's still, it feels like we've still got a little bit 
to kind of see, you know, it's heating up, but I, I guess I just don't really know. She doesn't really have like a villain on her side yet, except kind of her husband and her daughter is kind of a jerk a little bit too, um, at least towards her. So I feel like we need this sort of uh, villain, right? And antagonist for her. Doesn't seem like she's now going to be having to dabble into the dark side herself, right? Uh, she, her account is getting, her accounts are being looked over and they could be, uh, she has like a 400,000 credit withdraw from her family funds that you know the empire could end up saying hey what's going on here and could cause her to maybe look like maybe she's been working with the rebels or what she, she what where did that money go we're even funding somebody so now she's gonna have to work with sort of a criminal to kind of get it covered up so what are you willing to do in order to fight against the empire are you willing to go dark side in order to say fight against the empire so it's um it's another kind of question that's been asked in at least these past few years, at least these shows that Disney's been doing, right? When uh, now I'm going to, I'm blanking on her name, Cardoon, Gina Carano's character, right? In the Mandalorian, when she, uh, she's with that, I think it's the season two finale when she's on the ship with, uh, when they're trying to go get Dr. Pershing, Remember one of the pilots says, oh, you know, think about all the, how many people you killed on the, on the Death Star, right? When the Death Star blew up, how many people died? So it is this sort of back and forth, two sides that I think will ultimately uh, end up coming about. And this, maybe the rebels aren't as clean and as good as we think, you know, two sides to every coin. So <clears throat> going to have to explore that. So this is a CNET uh, article, but yeah, I really like this whole prison thing, right? How it's all white and they're like, they'll fry people on the floor and they're in this, you know, they, they can sort of see around this uh, facility that they're in and they're kind of giving each other's hand signals and it's like a big game of telephone. You know, they're trying to figure out what's been going on, what the, what the news is. You know, nobody's listening. Cassian shouts at Kino, knowing Imperials are lazier than they appear. Yeah, it's kind of, as the CNN article goes on, it's kind of fascinating that the fear the empire instills in people makes the totalitarian regime feel omnipotent, partic uh, particularly to those eager to conform. Rebellious thinkers like Cassian can see the reality of rank and file imperial incompetence, but convincing others isn't easy. Yeah, because a lot of these guys, you know, they're scared. They're scared of the empire. They're, they don't want to mess. They don't want to mess with them. Um. <clears throat> some other things that happen, you know, yeah, Deidre's character. I really like, I just want to see what's going on her. And I, I blank on the guy's name, but um, yeah, she, you know, she's being, she's being sort of stalked, right. <laughs> by uh, so which, which was uh, by, I forget the guy's name, but uh, I'll pull it up here in a second. Yeah. Uh, we also saw Vel, right. Uh, Mon Mothma and Vel are cousins. Are they actually cousins? Didn't sort of say, but now we get to know that Luthen, in between thing going on with them. So that was kind of cool to get to see those two talking. And now maybe Vel on Mothma or Vel. I'm pretty sure we're going to see Luther in the next episode. And now some people are beginning to raise questions about him online. I've been seeing more and more about that. Why does he have all these like Sith artifacts and all these force related artifacts in his, uh, in his store, right? Is he actually tied to something else? So, uh, definitely, definitely interesting. So yeah, guys, leave a, uh, those guys in the, in the chat, leave some comments. Let me know what you guys think. Right. 
Um, yeah, Cyril, that's his name. Yeah, I forgot. Um, yeah, Cyril's like, Cyril's kind of stalking her, and he's like, not only interested in, like, I want to bring down Andor, he might be interested in maybe a little bit more. So I kind of feel like what's ultimately going to happen, something's going to happen between those two. I think he's going to end up finding Cassian on his own. And he may take the information to her. Remember, this is really like a two season story that we're going to get. So I don't I don't think we're going to have like a definitive sort of end at the end of this season. I think probably what's going to happen is Andor is going to be breaking out at the end of this season. And then we then we go from there. I don't know what season two is going to look like, but it's going to be the Empire is going to be hot on his heels. And that's where this season's going to end because there's only three episodes left. So I can't imagine that, you know, we're going to have some major, major conclusion. Mon Moth is probably going to be getting in trouble um, or at least investigated. I don't know. You know, it's kind of like now I'm interesting. Like, where are we going to where are these characters going to end in three episodes? Right. There's not like there's there's big pieces, but they're none of them are nearly close enough. There's no there's not real like sort of villains and stuff like that yet. So all the stuff leading into this season, they did sort of tell us, hey, you have to look at this as a two season story. So there's still a lot of players that will be in this sort of full story we have yet to meet. So, yeah, um, let me go to I'll go to Twitter and see what everyone's kind of saying about it, but. I'm pumped. I'm excited for more. I'm ready. Uh, I am now it's like, I'm ready to just hit binge. And I think this was the timing of this show, right? If you think about the ratings hasn't been so great, obviously with Lord of the Rings and game of Thrones and then like she Hulk were all out and now tales of the Jedi last week, you know, there's a lot of, uh, right. There's a, there's a lot of competition going on. But now it's like all that competition was gone. So for today's episode to be the sort of episode that it was without any of the competition, now it's like I'm sitting here with all these other things gone. I'm like, I just want to see the end. I want the next few episodes of Andor. I'm so ready for it. And I just want to continue to plow through. So let me see. Let me pull up Twitter here and see what everyone's saying. Okay. Your screen. Oh, let me get this pulled up one second here. Okay. Uh, what was everyone saying about Andor today? Such an emotional episode of Andor. Cannot praise Andy Serkis and Diego Luna enough for how great the performances were in this episode. My only issue with the show is I have to suffer waiting for more of it. It's so good. Agreed. A hundred percent agree. No one gets out. They're just relocated to another level. Yeah. I mean, the Empire is in full on like concentration camp mode. It's not even it's crazy uh, that that is that is going on. Uh, let's see here. I think Andor is the best Star Wars anything since the Empire Strikes Back. The tone of the show is terrifying, carried by strong, complex writing. This feels more like Orwell's 1984 uh, than the average Disney Lucasfilm series. And I can absolutely agree. It's just so cool. And regardless of what the ratings say about this show or anything, what this show will ultimately do, because I think it's going to have a huge impact in Star Wars going forward, 
is that this is going to be the show that sort of breaks the mold even more so than sort of Mandalorian and Kenobi to put us into exploring different genre styles for Star Wars, which I think is, uh, which I think is huge. Let's see here. Andor is the best show on TV right now. Just top-notch sci-fi about a brutal but often mundane realities of surviving under a fascist system. While it doesn't shy away from the darkness, it's ultimately most interesting. Um, it's ultimately most interested in finding the hope within it. Yeah, and that's something I said. Um, working on another video for this, and I'm talking about how not only is the Empire interested in keeping everything under control, they're interested in keeping any hope. From getting out of it, which I think is obviously great because it'll this ultimately ties into episode four, which is a new hope, right? Luke Skywalker. And it really, it's sort of for me, I don't know why I've been it's causing me to think more about Luke. It's it's more sort of causing you to realize he's just that much more. It's almost like saying that's how it makes him seem that much more important, right? And what Luke ultimately has to do and the sacrifices and everything that Luke has to go through. It, for whatever reason, it's been causing me to think like he's that much, he's he's even more important. Because when we we're originally told Star Wars, we're told to it through to it through his eyes. So it seems kind of simple. Okay, well, he's just the son of Darth Vader, he walks in, but as you begin to see these things in Rogue One and now here with Andor of how bad, right? It was, you know, not just that the Empire's bad guys, but just how like bad it is living under them and like the war crimes and atrocities and everything operation cinder you know takes place afterwards all of these things it makes it just show you that's how much more important luke skywalker is and was to this story so when you know moff gideon again i brought i said it earlier when he's on that ship and he's it was a there's a jedi he probably realizes it's that guy that's the one guy who destroyed the death star and you know, destroyed it again and defeated Palpatine and defeated Darth Vader. Darth Vader. Absolutely crazy. And I do think, you know, uh, the visuals in the show, every time they show the Empire, right? You know, they showed it last week with Cyril as he's in his sort of cubicle. And it's just this like huge room and it's like everything. They're very... They show us all of these things from the Empire side and everything is just these absolutely like clean, pristine, like lines it almost it looks really cool but at the same time it feels like really really boring and it's just like hey this is what the empire wants you to see and believe and you're just a cog in the system and you know that prison is just that much more uh for it so absolutely loving it so all right guys maybe with that that might be all i've got on today's episode absolutely loved it again um cannot wait for next week because i feel like it's going to be the one that really is uh is, it's gonna be the one where like now all these other shows are over everyone's gonna be like okay i'm in let's talk about andor it's the thing and everyone can be hyped at least for a star wars for a few weeks uninterrupted so with that as always thank you guys for watching thank you guys for listening we'll be back next week uh stay tuned for more got a lot more youtube videos tiktok shorts all that stuff coming uh, as well as so I'll maybe hang out, hammer out some Patreon content for those of you guys that support over there. So stay tuned for all of that with that, guys. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And remember that traveling through hyperspace 
ain't like Dustin Crops. Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.